recording, then go ahead and call it a night. <clears throat> we are in Nehemiah chapter 7 and chapter 6. They just finished building the wall finally after all the taunting, all of the harassing by their enemies surrounding the yeah, folks bothering them. The Israelites were able to, with Nehemiah's help, able to, in inspiration, were able to complete the wall. So here we go. After the wall was finished and I had set up the doors and the gates, the gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed. I gave the responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, for he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. And say he feared God the most, he just feared God more than most. I said to them, do not leave the gates open during the hottest part of the day. And even while the gatekeepers are on duty, have them shut and bar the doors. Appoint the residents of Jerusalem to act as guards. Everyone on a regular watch. Act as guards. Everyone on a regular watch. Some will serve at sentry post and some in front of their own homes. My dad and my pops and my brother can can relate to this part. Talking about serving as doing watch guard. He has some stories about having to do that. It doesn't sound fun at all. Nehemiah registers the people. Verse 4. At that time, the city was large and spacious. But the population was small and none of the houses had been built, rebuilt. So my God gave me the idea to call together all the nobles and leaders of the city, along with the ordinary citizens for registration. I had found the genealogical record of those who had first returned to Judah. This is what was written there. This is interesting. Nehemiah seems to have a lot more. Out of all the prophets I've read about. I'm glad I'm reading this again because he has. Seems to have a lot like his role. In that he wasn't just. Telling the people or the leaders like where like where they were in error and needed to change where they needed to repent. He actually was actively doing things. And yeah, seems to have more of a like authoritative leadership role. It's hard to explain. Kind of hard. It's not hard to explain what I'm saying. Yeah, somebody will get what I'm. Y'all get. Yeah, y'all get what y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Now I'm saying. Now I'm saying. I don't know. His role just seems different. That'd be a good little research project. Just researching like the role of Nehemiah compared to all the other prophets who came before him and after him. Verse 6, here is a list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from the cap- from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders are Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliah, Nehemani, Mordecai, Bilshan, 
Miss Parr, Big V, Rehum, and Banner. And I wonder, once again, if that's the same Mordecai that we're going to talk about when we get to uh, Esther, talking about Esther. This is the number of men Israel of Israel who returned from exile, the family of Parash. Ooh, these numbers. Uh, pardon me, wants to just skip right over this. Man. Ah, oh, so tempting to skip right over this. We're going to go ahead and read it. The family of Parash, 2172. The family of Shephatiah, 372. The family of Ara, 652, the family of Pahath Moab, descendants of Jeshua and Joab, 2818, the family of Elam, 1254, the family of Zatu, 845, the family of Zakai, 760, the family of Bani, 648, the family of Babai, 628, the family of Asgad, 2322, the family of Adonikam, Six six seven. <laughs> the family of Big Bay, twenty sixty seven. The family of Aden, six fifty five. The family of Ader, ninety eight. The descendants of Hezekiah. That's the family of Ader, descendants of Hezekiah. The family of Hashem, three twenty eight. The family of Bazai, three twenty four. The family of Joah, one twelve. The family of Gibar, ninety five. The people of Bethlehem and Netopha, one eighty eight. The people of Anathoth, 128. The people of Beth, Bethaz, Bethaz, Maveth, 42. The people of Kiroth, Jerem, Kipharah, and Beeroth, 743. The people of Ramah and Geba, 621. The people of Michmash, 122. The people of Bethel and Ai, 123. The people of West Nebo, 52. The citizens of West Elam. 1254, the citizens of Harm, 320, the citizens of Jericho, 345, the citizens of Lod, Hated, and oh no, 721, that's the name, oh no, oh no, the citizens of Sine, 3930, these are the priests who returned from exile, the family of Jediah, through the line of Joshua, 973, the family of Emmer, 1052, the family of Pasher, 1247, the family of Haram, 1017. These are the Levites who returned from exile, the families of Joshua and Cadmiel, descendants of Hodaviah, 74, the singers of the family of Asaph, 148, the gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ader, Talman, Agub, Hatita. And Shobai, 138. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, Asufa, Tebaoth, Tebaoth, Kiros, Siha, Padon, Lebanon, Hagabah, Shalmai, Hanan, Gidel, Gehar, Reah, Rezin, Nakoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasea, Pasei, Munim, Nefuzim, Backbook, Hakafa, Harher, Basluth, Mahida, Harsha, 
Barkos, Sisera, Tima, Isaiah, and Hadapha. The descendants of these servants of King Solomon returned from exile, Sotai, Hasophereth, Peruda, Jela, Darkon, Gidel, Shephatiah, Hadil, Pokereth, Pokereth, has has a bane. That's the dude I call Poker. And Amy. 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 In all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at this time from the towns of Telmela, Telharsha, Karub, Aden, and Emmer. However, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Delilah, Tobiah, and Nakoda, a total of 642 people. Three families of priests, Hobiah, Hekaz, and Barzillai also returned. This is Barzillai. This Barzillai had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzillai of Gilead, and he had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the genealogical records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest could consult the Lord about the matter by using the Urim and Thummim, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah in addition to 7,337 servants and 245 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family leaders gave gifts for the work the governor gave to the treasury, 1,000 gold coins, 50 gold basins, and 530 robes for the priests. The other leaders gave to the treasury a total of 20,000 gold coins and some 20... 750 or 2,750 pounds of silver for the work. The rest of the people gave 20,000 gold coins, about 2,500 pounds of silver, and 67 robes for the priest. So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. Very interesting. I'm starting to lose track of how many times they've been exiled now. Exile, return, exiled, return. All right. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll start up in Nehemiah chapter 8, God willing. Have a great week everyone enjoy your monday deuces romans three twenty three says for all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of god or god's perfect standard romans six twenty three says for the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from god But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.